0: hello and welcome to episode number 286 of the super horror bros podcast i'm your host matt and joining me as always is my brother mike hello how's it going
1: pretty good man pretty good
0: we are back back with another return of a horror icon um which uh-huh. is is kind of wild like how many of these there have been in the very recent history um obviously we're only like a few weeks away from Ghostface's return obviously michael myers still hanging around chucky on the small screen um candy man as well last year like it's very bizarre where like we've got a lot of the big heavy hitters now and then there's just basically these two big empty voids in the form of freddie and jason that have just been away for so long <laughs> i know it's really sad yeah, especially because they were like they're still probably the two biggest and most popular. Mm. Um, maybe that's a controversial thing to say, but I think it's probably true. Uh, certainly, um,
1: certainly, modern times has kind of changed that because how absent they've been for so true. long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, certainly, certainly, Michael is is beyond them at this point in, in the, mm. the, the cultural zeitgeist.
0: Yes, definitely. Um. So yeah, we are back with Leatherface's return um, to the small screen, not on the big screen because mm. uh, this was a Netflix joint um so yeah been we'll be talking about it's that
1: been
0: on the big screen yeah i mean it must have been the remake right In what oh yeah. three or whenever that Need was um yeah. so yeah nearly 20 years um but yeah, we've got some news to talk about, some really interesting news. This first one is uh, some fast, fantastic news, um, also about Netflix, that have been dominating the show in recent weeks, and uh, yeah, it is probably our favourite thing, I would say, that Netflix have ever produced, um, which is, of course, Stranger Things, and... We've obviously been waiting in anticipation for a very long time for season four. Um, we kind of reported in the news that we kind of knew vaguely when it was coming. Um, but yeah, this is a massive update and we have a shit ton of information here. So basically the, obviously the creators, Matt and Ross Duffer, they posted a little letter online, um, which I'm just going to read through here first. Cause I really like it. Um, and then we're going to actually dig into what's here because there's like at least two or three massive bits of information here. Um, so yeah, the, the letter reads. Uh, it's been a little while with nine scripts, over eight hundred pages, almost two years of filming, thousands of visual effect shots, and a runtime nearly twice the length of any previous season. Yeah. Stranger Things four. <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things four was the most challenging season yet, but also the most rewarding one. Everyone involved is incredibly proud of the results, and we cannot wait to share it with you. Given the unprecedented length and, and to get it to you as soon as possible, season four will be released in two volumes. Volume one will release on May 27th, which is very, very close. And volume two will release just five weeks later on July 1st. Um, has, I mean,
1: <clears throat> oh yeah, cause I guess I guess Stranger Things drops. I'm, I'm so used to the Disney model at this point where I'm like, yeah. why does that matter? But then I remembered, oh, yeah, no, this is Netflix model.
0: exactly so that is very nice that we can obviously like dissect it and take our time with it um they continue to say so that's the good news it's coming soon and it's better than ever it's also the beginning of the end seven years ago we planned out the complete story arc for stranger things at the time we predicted the story would last four to five seasons it proved to be too large to tell in four but as you'll soon see for yourselves we are now hurtling towards our finale season four will be the penultimate season season five will be our last uh, there are still many more exciting stories to tell within the world um New mysteries, new adventures, new unexpected heroes. Um, but first, we hope that you stay with us as we finish this tale of a powerful girl named Eleven and her brave friends of a broken police chief and a ferocious mom of a small town called Hawkins and an alternate dimension known as the Upside Down. As always, we are grateful for your patience and support. Over and out, Matt and Ross. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, but yeah, obviously right off the bat, season four, two parts. Double the length of the previous seasons. Um, obviously coming May twenty-seventh and July first, which is incredible. And then obviously, um they've already kind of announced pre-ahead that season five, whenever that will be, will be the last season. Um so a whole bunch of Stranger Things news here. What what is your reaction to all of this?
1: Uh it's it's all incredible, really. Like mm. <clears throat> obviously, um yeah, season four, you know double double the amount of stranger things is amazing i uh, you know we've said before we can watch a whole season where it's just them chilling at school and having shenanigans so the, the longer stranger things the better like the more they can just draw out these character arcs the better um the fact that they're splitting the release as well is a big plus for me as, as we said you know get to two chunks to digest is just brilliant and yeah so soon like there there's not a single piece of that news that isn't like just Elite mm. in terms of announcements, um, as far as I'm concerned, it, it could not have been a better, um, you know, few sentences. Um, yeah, moving on to like season five, it the show has to end at some point and it needs to end while the going's still good and while the actors can still play <laughs> the roles that they need to play, which is you know surely becoming a more and more increasing problem for them. and. You know, I, I don't wanna see them as awkward young adults, like more than what they are already. Like that's that's not the story that we started with. And so yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Like if they can if they can nail season four and five, it could be one of the greatest shows of all time for me. So yeah. I'm I'm like I'm down. I don't wanna to get to like season eleven and I'm like willing it to end a la <laughs> another show. So yeah. so yeah, like I'm I'm down for all of it. Like sad, I had a twinge of sadness when I you know, but ultimately um yeah, show ends on a high night i'm I'm happy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I saw this on Twitter, I read through the letter, and honestly I had nothing but complete happiness and joy mm-hmm. at everything in here. Um, obviously seeing that we get this massive season um, that has obviously been very delayed and we've had to wait a very long time for, but I'm sure it will be worth it, and I love this release as well. Kind of split up, and I think as soon as they said, like, it's also the beginning of the end, we planned this for this arc, and we're now telling you this far ahead that Season 5 will be the, will be the last, I was just so happy, because like, I I completely agree with what you said. The show is never going to run forever. I didn't want it to run forever. And I think getting out now is the perfect yeah. time while it's still, you know, as strong it's as it's ever it. been. And it always reminds me of these other shows. Like, I remember Lost did the mm. exact same thing, where they were like, the upcoming season will be the penultimate season. I love giving that much time for the fans, because now we know yeah, we've we got these two it. big parts to enjoy and then we have the final season hype so it's like I'm really not going to take it for granted that maybe I would have if I was like yeah there'll be a 5 and there'll be a 6 and probably a 7 like I'm really going to enjoy every piece mm-hmm. of Stranger Things content now and I think even in the final paragraph when they're talking about there's many more exciting to tell uh, exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things there's going to be spin offs. we know that's going to happen mm-hmm. we live in that world now oh, where every popular Netflix. TV show exactly like every popular tv show has um spin-offs that is what it is i don't care about that right now i care about stranger things i love stranger things this is just awesome i love everything about this
1: i do too and i think as well it you know the the the, the you know they're talking about how they had a clear arc for the story mm. and as far as i'm concerned like i i can see that the end is in sight from the end Definitely. of season 3 already and like so if they have a cohesive story to tell me over five seasons fantastic and I think e- even when you speak of something like Lost, at the time when they announced Lost, I was like, "Man, they've got a lot to fit in." Do you know what I mean? Whereas with this, it feels like they have the time; they have the right amount of time to tell what I can see the arc being. As just someone that only knows the journey so far, you know. If I was mm-hmm. if I was reading this book, you know, it, it feels like I'm at this point where, which is what they've just told me. It feels right
0: yeah for sure and like you said with this being a show about young adults the longer it goes on the harder that is to keep that same energy and so it's all and especially with the big delay that was obviously forced upon them i think i love that they've taken a negative and turned it into a positive because Mm -hmm. they've clearly sat down during mid-production of season four and really tightened this and been like okay now we know where this is going to end and they've they've now had the hindsight to do this in advance and be like okay now when we were doing post-production of season four, we knew this was the panoramic season. Whereas when they went into pre-production on season four, prior to the COVID related delays, they didn't know that that was going to be the panoramic season. Right. And we didn't so know I think that we were I... getting
1: more at that point either. You no, know what I mean, like exactly. we were, at the end of three, we were cagey as to whether there'd be more. We assumed there'd be more obviously, hmm. but like, you know, that the fact that we just get these two banger announcements, like back to back, just, just, you know, it, it, it's great. There's no question marks
0: it's so good and so yeah obviously um part one of season four may 27th just around the corner Mm -hmm. i can't wait like regardless of what big films are coming out around this time we will be doing shows on both these parts Mm -hmm. um we will be giving it it's it's deserved time in the spotlight even if we have to wait a few weeks and you know we'll be like okay we'll get the big movies out of the way because eventually at some point there won't be a big movie come out even then like it's got to be a banger.
1: To like oh yeah for sure but things. it's like at
0: some point we'll run out of films to yeah. talk about in the year like we do every single year yeah, so we and then we'll be like all oh,
1: we'll... episodes on stranger things this year
0: yeah i i just can't wait it's so so exciting um yeah i'm sure we will talk about it in the coming weeks as we get closer um next up this is a real random one because i found this when i was doing some digging and it's it's not really being reported too much and i find it bizarre given how much we've talked about similar projects so this is basically to do with a quiet place um this comes via uh, via the hollywood reporter and obviously we've talked at nor ad nauseum about the spin-off and like it being moved all over the shop directors changing and honestly i've just given up putting it in the news <laughs> because i don't care anymore yeah. um but this is basically very important news because um john krasinski was in a paramount invested uh day kind of call right um and during in that call they basically officially announced the quiet place part three <laughs> um so they said that it's in the works they're targeting a release date of 2025 so it's obviously a very far away mm. Um, Obviously, the spin-off, I think they're touting for around next year. So, that would kind of fill in the gap. Yeah. And then, you know, a further two years after that. Um, what I think is interesting as well is, like, because I found out during the same call that Krasinski has got a next directorial film. Um, obviously, unrelated to A Quiet Place, but obviously still under the Paramount umbrella, um, which is called If. And that's due out in 2023. Um, says it's starring Ryan Reynolds and Steve Carell. Um, nice. So, yeah, interested to see what that is. Um, but that's interesting because it's like okay he's going off he's doing something else obviously his first two movies were the quiet place movies he's clearly allowed to do something else um which is his wish uh, which i'm sure and i also think as well that paramount are funding it we've seen this time and time again with directors where they're like okay we're gonna fund your idea that you love that we have no idea if it's going to be any good yeah but maybe part of that deal is you have to come back and finish this trilogy for us because <laughs> we know it's going to make a shit ton of money. Mm. Um, so I do wonder, and also that, that would leave a lot of time, two years after, have 2023, have John Krasinski's movie for Paramount and a spin-off of A Quiet Place for Paramount and then kind of tie the franchise and oh, yeah, John back together.
1: Work,
0: it really does. So, like, I'm shocked that i'm not really seeing much talked about this um because it's what we've been saying for the longest time where it's like we love a quiet place but honestly at this point in the franchise with Mm. the kind of i think a fairly it's not a cliffhanger but it's they leave part two in a place that i have to see what happens um and so like i'm just glad that they're now announcing it i don't mind waiting a few years like i'm not eager and desperate to watch it um Mm. i just want it to come at a time when it makes sense and also again similarly but obviously not as strongly what we just said about stranger things like you have two very young cast members who are integral to a quiet place at this point they are basically the two leads in the story mm-hmm. um, obviously emily blunt as well and so it's like you can't wait 10 years to do part three like yeah. it has to be relatively soon um, but it is exciting isn't it nonetheless that we're at least seeing them talk about part three.
1: Oh yeah definitely i think it's one of them where um the date is just so far away it makes Mm. perfect sense but i'd imagine you know we 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 kind of knew well we know that there's another movie coming i guess we didn't you know we we know a lot of what's in there but it's just nice to hear it being discussed at a more official level i guess i guess it was probably more rumor at one point like i didn't find myself surprised by what you were saying that's Um, the thing like and i think that's why we're not seeing it reported
0: yeah I do, yeah. but like to my knowledge, they have never officially said Quiet Place like, Part John Three is a go. Yeah,
1: like John Kaczynski's involved. Quiet Place Part Three. Like I think it was like, oh yeah, he's got a deal with this, and and you know mm. there will be a third movie at some point after the you know because they didn't want to like they want people to be hyped about the spinoff more than Part Three. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. They're leading the 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 stories to be about the spinoff because the spinoff needs traction. They know mm. Part Three will get legs and traction when the time comes. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, like it's good. Um I'm interested to see John's like next movie, what it what it's gonna be, you know, especially with that cast announcement, like what sort of movie it is. I hope it's a movie that I wanna see
0: because I love John
1: Kaczynski directing.
0: I think it will be for us personally, just based upon him as a director and those two actors. Yeah. um, I would imagine it's a comedy, which I'm perfectly fine with. Um, And so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm very interested in all of this stuff. Very, very positive news. And then lastly, this is an interesting one because this broke last week and I didn't put it in the news because we had like all those trailers and stuff to talk about, but I did want to throw it in here because it is pretty timely because it's something that has been brought up on the show a few times, especially this year. Um, So the Hollywood reporter is saying that there is kind of more rumblings of a Bioshock movie being made. Um, and this way is, and this time it is Netflix who are kind of being attached to it. Um, that's basically it. That's the kind of the story, the headline that's been floating around as Netflix are making a Bioshock movie. So no release date, no anyone attached to it, literally nothing. And so that's kind of why like I didn't even put it in the news last week, but I did want to throw it in here because bioshock has been brought up multiple times obviously when we discussed nightmare alley it got brought up it's been brought up multiple times as well hmm. and i think now is a good time because i wanted to get across something that's kind of a little bee in my bonnet for a while and i, I hope this doesn't come across too ranty but it might do so bear with me Just, but, this these. Is Video game, incredible projects that obviously we've loved for a very long time. Um, My biggest concern is that I think we as, I guess, video game fans, maybe more than film fans, need to not accept mediocrity so quickly. um, Because what I am starting to see is a trend, and this kind of comes off the back of the Uncharted movie coming out, um... Which I haven't seen yet, so I'm only talking about kind of the general reception. I'm not giving a, a an opinion on the film, so to speak. But a lot of the re- the reception I saw, especially from video game fans over the weekend when it came out, was yeah, it's not terrible. Like it was, it was quite yeah, good. It seems to be rated as a lost ark. Yeah, and it's and it's like for me as someone who's played those games and I'm going to use a few more examples as well. And it's weird because there's one thing that's consistent with all these projects, which, which in my opinion is that as video games, they're 10 out of 10 video games like uncharted has multiple 10 out of 10 entries. I said similar things around Resident Evil last year, where I was like, I want to just enjoy a Resident Evil. I want it to be a fun movie. Ultimately, it was a fun movie that we enjoyed. It was in our top 10. It's by no, it's not even close to being a top 10 out of 10 film. Um, And there are multiple 10 out of 10 Resident Evil games. Resident Evil is a bit weirder because it varies so much in quality. Um, But Uncharted is a very high quality standard franchise bioshock is extremely um high quality there is multiple entries that are also 10 out of 10 entries it's one of the greatest narratives and kind of storytelling in the history of video games um and another example is the last of us which is obviously kind of got this big hbo adaptation pedro pascal attached to it it's going to be this huge deal i think it's really going to be the biggest we've seen in terms of video game adaptations and so i hope that they nail it (laughs) again a 10 out of 10 video game that is one of the best narratives ever told in video games and my biggest is that they're taking what is in my opinion the best of video game narratives and turning them into just like okay film and tv projects and i don't know if that's
1: in the future where there's going to be a marvel and they're going to be like shit
0: we don't have any video game ip we're just gonna Mm. have to turn frogger into a 10 out of 10 it's funny you mentioned that because it was making me think about comic books and obviously i'm no by no nowhere near the level of um you know knowledge of comic books like i do video games but i know i I know for the longest time that that was how video um comic book fans felt where they were like oh yeah it's cool to see batman on the big screen and these other characters but they're not fully getting why i personally fell in love with this original character in the proper art form that it was created in and i am starting to feel that way desperately now with these video game adaptations because for as much as i loved that recent Resident Evil movie, that realisation of Jill and Leon and Claire and Wesker and everyone else... They
1: are not our characters.
0: No, they're not the characters that I fell in love with and have loved for 20 years. Even watching the Uncharted trailer, that's not the Nathan Drake I fell in love with. Like, and so i basically why i'm saying all this now with bioshock is like i don't want to see that with bioshock i don't want there to be an okay netflix movie that's based upon bioshock if bioshock's yeah. done i want it to be directed by del toro i want it to be starring you know willem defoe killian murphy like i want it to have a list the best actors on the planet in it i want it to have oscar level cinematography and production design mm-hmm. you know i want it to be the best i want it to be nominated for best picture like that's how mm-hmm. i feel about it that strongly and and i don't know am i am i crazy here should i just accept like these these aren't going to be as good as no, video games I,
1: think, I see exactly where you're coming from i think a while ago i i you know again as we're two people that have our foot firmly in both camps mm-hmm. you know we love movies we, we you know we host a movie podcast but we're also avid video gamers and i think the thing about it is is that i've just discovered you know i've realized that they're two very different things and i think um And I just don't, and they've not figured out how to bleed it together yet, which is a massive frustration. When you look at the whole, you know, comic book fan and then Marvel movie fan, Mm. there seems seems to be cohesion now where yeah, the, there the is the now, comic yeah. book fans love you know because we love the cheesy like old batman movies because we're not comic book fans mm. so we like we like love that shit because we we're just like oh this is batman he's cool we weren't sitting there being like oh yeah but there was this comic book arc of batman that was way better that was the only batman we knew yeah and and um you know but i think what marvel did was they they built the universe you know they had People like Natasha Roman, Romanoff that would just rock up in an Iron Man movie as like a background per character, and then twenty years later has her own standalone movie. You know, and that's what they've built as a fran- you know, as, as a world there that's appeased the comic book fans. And when I look at video games, you know, you talk about, um, you know, Bioshock or The Last of Us. The reason why I love Joel and Ellie was the fact that I was those characters for 20, 20 hours. You know, I I didn't love him to start with, and I I fell in love with him as the game went on because I spent so long as that person through their eyes. You know, and when you, you know, it, it's rare to have something like that. You know, the, the it, you know obviously casting Pedro Pascal is there's a reason for that because one of the best. Uh, realizations of a character arc of two people being a companionship over an arc of a TV series is <laughs> The Mandalorian. Mm. Um, you know, because we we very really get enough time to spend. You know, and and it's why I feel like the the chance that video games transition in to a other media is through TV. And, and through high-level production TV. And so that's why the, the best chance possible is The Last of a show. Yeah. You know, a standalone Netflix movie of Bioshock does not excite me in the slightest. <laughs> no. How, you know, someone like Elizabeth and, and, you know, all of these characters, like, how can you get that across to a viewer within two hours?
0: Mm.
1: You know, it's going to be like the Resident Evil movie where suddenly this you mean, see oh, Lisa
0: Trevor. And here's this and here's that. You know, they're just yeah, going to throw like, it all oh, in.
1: I know who Lisa Trevor is but like because i've played a video game for hundreds of hours of, you know with with her in. but like if you if you're just like a movie fan you're not going to get it and that's why it's not going to be cohesive and i and i think that's the problem and that's why video games as a movie could almost never work unless they get to a level of marvel where they can build a cinematic universe and so that's why a tv series of a video game makes a lot more sense because what i'm describing with a universe is almost impossible because you'd need multiple universes for multiple franchises Mm -hmm. you know you can't you can't suddenly have uncharted and then last of us in the same universe but if you had a very long running tv show of them both that's when you can fall in love with those characters you know when you know again not seeing the movie but seeing the trailer for uncharted um seeing solly and seeing him like without a mustache and then with a mustache and then making a joke of it i'm like that's just cheesy and it's just weird to like try to show this different like you know time span in this movie that's 2 plus hours or whatever you know if that was a 10 episode season when a year you know uh, you know so much has happened when the characters haven't seen each other and then we get to see them age like yeah okay great but yeah just like this cheesy line that's trying to you know that's exactly what the Resident Evil movie was and yeah like I'll pop for a little bit of cheesy line and nostalgia but it's not Like you say, it's not going to be a 10 out of 10, which is what these franchises deserve if you're a video game fan, like what the the comic book movies deserved if you're a comic book fan
0: for sure the the final thing i will add as well which is something that i've made the point across before in terms of horror franchises and giving them to the right people i think Mm. that ultimately it just comes down to quality and what we're talking about here is the best of video games i think an interesting example is something Mm. like if they were making a netflix movie on far cry it wouldn't it wouldn't matter to me because i'm like i play the far cry games i really enjoy them i couldn't tell you who wrote or directed any of them and because when they
1: did the assassin's creed movie like on a decent budget and like like with a decent-looking cast, it was like oh, okay. Like I like those. Yeah, games. because again, yeah, those are games, good
0: games. Lasted. Yeah, they're good games. They're not mm. the best video games, and also they're not the best people in video games making them. Whereas the people that wrote and you know direct Bioshock and Last of Us and Uncharted, these are the best creators in the world in video games. And so I think that when you translate that, like I don't even know who directed the new Uncharted movie, and that's a problem. Like it should be, yeah. like I say, Del Toro. BioShock, like that makes sense to me because I'm like I'm picking one of the best guys in film to adapt what was you know Ken Levine who created Bioshock is one of the best guys in video games and so that's ultimately where it comes down to is. I'll
1: tell you what you're sleeping on though. What's that? Illumination making a Mario movie. Well, that's no, yeah, that's going to be that, interesting. <laughs> that that has the potential. That has the potential right there. I don't well, think the... we'll be talking about it much on the podcast. No, but. <laughs> I'm looking at that and I'm like, if if someone can make me a fun family movie, like the fun family video game, that is the sort of m- m- mash you need. Mm. you know we need a del toro making bioshock we need illumination making mario and we are actually getting that at
0: least all jokes aside i do think that's going to be good i also Mm. would say as a as a also i'm not joking
1: i genuinely think so i think that one stands a very good chance of being good and
0: add on to that as well is i enjoyed the sonic the hedgehog movie more than any sonic the hedgehog game ever made so like and again but i don't think sonic's a good video game franchise and they made a fun kids film um but yeah yeah, no exactly yeah mario is you know 10 out of 10 so that will be interesting But yeah, it is an interesting one. I wonder if we are just, or, you know, we're just too close to it. So it's kind of like, we we played Bioshock and The Last of Us Uncharted, and we love these things. Even like Cuphead, which has obviously just now come out on Netflix. Like, that's one of our all-time favorite video games. And it's like, oh yeah, they made a fun little kid's show about it. But like, does that really capture the energy and and what we love about cuphead like it's just it's difficult um Mm -hmm. and i do feel like i have full sympathy now for like the 40 years of comic book fans (laughs) that they had to kind of suffer through and just see like these characters that they love i remember like that um the first iteration of when Ryan Reynolds was playing Deadpool oh, so say, yeah, in Deadpool, those X-Men movies. Like, well, and it's it like, with, yeah. I, yeah, we didn't have a clue who Deadpool was, obviously, because no, we didn't read those comics. It's not, it's
1: yeah, mind. and he All was Bruce. like, he just looked
0: like one of the shittest characters ever. He's like, there's this burned dude who's like his mouth shut and, he, and he's just nothing. And it's like, I thought that's who Deadpool was as a character. And then they actually make a movie which is based upon the character. And I lo- now I love the character Deadpool. <laughs> So, like, that's my biggest fear is that I, w- I don't want someone to see, like, The Last of Us. And they're like, Joel and Ellie are terrible as characters. I'm like, no, it's because that's not Joel and Ellie. Like, play The Last of Us, the video game, and you'll understand who Joel and Ellie are as characters. Um, but, yeah, it's an ongoing one. And it's an interesting conversation. I think it, like I say, it will pick up once we start to get these big releases, especially The Last of Us, which we'll obviously talk about because it's going to be, like, one of the biggest sort of horror TV shows when it comes out. That's the yeah. other thing as well that um, is why I brought it up here we're talking about um the best in video games but they're all horror stuff and that's what kind yeah. of goes in, like and this is funny because like as People like you say who have got a foot in both camps. We see it from the video game aspect that people don't want to call Bioshock or The Last of Us horror games because mm. because obviously horror is a dirty word to everyone who's not a horror fan. But like they are, and but they're also ten out of ten narratives and some of the greatest video games ever made. But yeah. people have just use other bullshit words to describe them. But they're they're hundred percent horror games. Like they're not your classic survival horror games. That's not what they are. But they are horror hundred um, percent. Yeah, I think I think The Last of Us was the most hilarious one because mm. it's overtly horror
1: it, it, yeah. it's it's so in your face horror and they used every other word to describe that game except for <laughs>
0: horror it's a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie about a virus has taken out people that are turning into these like zombie-like creatures yeah like it is the most horror movie premise ever and like you say people have tried for the last what nine years to to call that game anything to, other to than to a horror game
1: in a horror game
0: yeah and they're like well it's one of the greatest video games ever made but it's not it's not horror um but yeah but i think
1: yeah but i mean the film industry has only just learned not to be shy of calling a movie a horror movie and even I, then it's only i was just, gonna say i disagree you know, it's, only occasion- <laughs> it's only it's only very occasionally doing it
0: take away edgar wright um, and jordan peele and i think we're exactly where we've always been to be honest yeah um, but the fact that
1: we're on two big guys <laughs> it is more than ever before you know you'd have you'd have like you know people making movies a bit like, well no 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 please please don't call it a horror movie
0: but at least we've got a couple of people that champion in it true true um yeah but yeah that was pretty long-winded but i did enjoy that because it's something that's been uh, ongoing for a while um and yeah some great news stranger things man cannot wait for that mm. one um but shall Hell we yeah. talk about a little return of uh old boy Leatherface? let's do it let's talk about texas chainsaw massacre So, yeah, the return of... I wish the movie
1: was called called Old Boy Leatherface. I I know. I feel like that's a movie title that they've
0: really, like... Up, sometimes even, some yeah. magic just happens on the show and when i said it then i was like what? they missed the trick they really yeah, missed the I trick I like that. you know texas chainsaw massacre
1: it's been done before it's <laughs> almost like it's been done twice or three times before
0: <laughs> well um, while, you, while, while you obviously go through a plot i just want to have a look a because um, well, how many movies are called texas chainsaw massacre yeah so or so actually old boy Leatherface. no so obviously because i was i was unclear i knew the title of this movie and i knew obviously the title of the original with it being a slight difference but i was I, unsure what the remake was called.
1: I I know this because I'm uh, well. I'm pretty sure I know this. Is the remake was called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, but then the uh um the <laughs> what was it 2012 2013 movie was just called Texas Chainsaw. So we this is the third movie called Texas Chainsaw Massacre that we're now talking about.
0: Yeah, so is my understanding. <laughs> so the, the original is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Makes sense. Yeah. The sequel, the yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, makes sense. Yeah. The third one, Leatherface colon the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. Still pretty simple. Yeah. The fourth one is when they finally drop the for the first time, but they add it later on in the title. So it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre colon the Next Generation i'm assuming they just didn't want the twice um we then get the remake which is the exact same title as the original we then get the sequel to the remake which is the texas chainsaw massacre colon the beginning so they did opt for the double the that time
1: they're like we're not going to make the same
0: mistake as before then you're right then they dropped it um again and it's just called texas chainsaw 3d um and then obviously leatherface oh i
1: forgot the 3d my
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes that very important element around movies that, in 2013 we,
1: we were we were, yeah, say, we were early like 2012 2013 at that point weren't we? oh
0: yes the avatar days um
1: yeah
0: and yeah obviously Leverface, which we covered which was a piece of shit mm-hmm. um and now we're back with yeah just texas chainsaw massacre which i am thankful that it is at least uh, there, there hasn't been a movie called just Texas chainsaw Massacre up until this point. You know, we're not in a situation like Scream or Halloween. You, you know, there's free movies called Halloween for Christ's sake. Um But uh yeah, I will give them credit for that. But uh this movie is pretty interesting in the sense that it's uh, I don't want to get bogged down too much in like canon and stuff, because honestly I'm so sick no. of it. And I, I actually did see a quote from fede in the past week that like actually pissed me off um because i i should have i should have pulled it up but it was the most convoluted thing i've ever read in my life where you couldn't he didn't know what the hell he was saying when when someone asked him like (laughs) someone asked him on a podcast are the are the sequels to the sequel they said are the sequels canon in this universe basically and he 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 danced around a question for 10 minutes and gave 30 different answers but basically you can claim them like, if you want but they're also not but they're also not going to go full halloween and say like fuck you to the sequels because they know that i'll yeah. piss off fans but they're clearly not part of this world if you've seen this movie only the there, original there exists <laughs> yeah the
1: only only the original exists in this this is this is set what nearly 50 years yeah they keep saying the
0: 50 which is annoying because hmm. obviously it's actually just under 48 um <laughs> yeah but that doesn't sound which... as nice no
1: exactly and they didn't they couldn't wait that long to put out pump out there'll be two or three Texas Chainsaw movies between now and the 50s. this already got
0: this already got delayed for two years and so they were slowly getting there if there only just been one more pandemic outbreak they could have got there
1: (laughs) they were they were hoping (laughs) um but yeah so Leatherface has been in hiding for nearly 50 years Um, (laughs) what a hilarious
0: premise right off the bat
1: Jesus Christ the thing like I don't want to get bogged down with the bat I know but we have to start with it
0: (laughs) the problem is, is the The
1: worst thing about this movie by Country Mile is the plot. Hundred percent. Yeah. So he's just chilling in an orphanage in in his seventies and he's the only inhabitant. Um
0: (laughs) It's funny because it's so true. He's literally been chilling in an orphanage for over fifty years and he's now in his seventies.
1: He's in his seventies. The the lady that that runs the orphanage is with him, and this is the bit as well where he's so convoluted she's definitely younger than him and the the, the entire town has been like oh at, yeah this is weird auction mm-hmm. so it seems like the entire town apart from the mechanic shop is derelict and run down and is basically being brought by this entrepreneurial young team of chefs they're chefs right
0: Are they? Oh, yeah, because there's like a YouTube video, isn't there, of them cooking or something? Yeah, they're like YouTube chefs, and they're... The wiki says that they're young entrepreneurs. Right,
1: okay, yeah, but I thought they were like specifically chefs, but anyway, (laughs) so they're they're basically hosting an auction that's going to get a load of young millennial just dickheads, basically, in this town to be slaughtered by Leatherface, and then which seems like it the is a great premise, which is great, which is great. Cause that's, that's the thing you see, mm. like we've spent a long while shitting about the premise, but ultimately what this movie is, is Leatherface rocks up in this town full of like entitled millennials that need to get murdered. Yeah. And he murders them in the most brutal, satisfying way. Hell yeah. That's, that's the plot. And, and that as a movie is a banger. Mm. Um, it's just then for and and it's almost like if we just didn't need to talk about the original movie the original movie is a masterpiece it's one of the all-time greatest horror movies and it's why we're still talking about this goddamn franchise 50 years later because pretty much every other movie since then in this franchise isn't great but that movie is so stellar that the franchise won't die um but actually like, if you just didn't try to tether it so much to the original, if this had just been like, oh, he just becomes Leatherface during this movie. His he, he's, he's this weird, deranged older man. Maybe not in his like eighties, but an older man that's still in this orphanage. When his carer dies, he rips off her face and goes nuts. Like, I'm not like, okay. That yeah, he can be a new age Leatherface in Texas. Like, great and and then go for it but the fact that they're trying to make it so tethered to the original and when we start to get kind of sally's reintroduction where we get the car. so again this is very confusing because oh, is it marilyn burns the original sally i believe so yeah um, that rings a bell so she has appeared was she in leatherface she's been in a couple one... with cameos she, yeah. she
0: was in um uh texas chainsaw 3d Right. Um, okay. Oh, sorry. Archive footage in that movie. Um, I thought she was in um, Leatherface, the one we saw. Was she? Uh, I, know she I know that she. I know that she had a cameo <laughs> in New in uh, New Generation, but I think yeah. she was just in a hospital. Yeah, um, maybe she's basically was, she hasn't oh, had any proper no, on-screen presence. Twenty
1: thirteen. It was, was twenty thirteen where she plays dual characters. One of them, being Sally right in, in 2013 but i don't remember anyway yeah but um but obviously but this is the return of the character sally acted but a, a different performer yeah because obviously um, marilyn
0: has passed away now so they obviously recast yeah. her.
1: yeah so um you know that in itself is kind of strange and so they're bringing this this very elderly character back to be kind of the the um protagonist versus leatherface mm. you know and kind of you know this this blood feud for 50 years has been boiling and she's she you know so it's it's the parallels between this and Halloween are hilarious mm. where they're trying to create a Laurie Strode so hard and, it's painful and, and, and you know and, and and again it's the most painful part of this movie because mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't have a Laurie Strode and guess what it doesn't need it
0: no um trying to suddenly make oh, sally a thing now and, and again i know this yeah. might irk some people but like no one has given a shit about sally it's no. she ultimately no, is she just
1: a character in a great movie i don't need to see her again
0: yeah and ultimately she wasn't like a final girl or anything like this it was just a character in a movie that people liked like a lot of the characters in that movie and she just happened yeah. to be the one that got away like that's it like mm-hmm. it wasn't some big back and forth a lot of character development well and
1: it's kind of thing about texas Chainsaw massacre but she was just the one that got exactly away. it was you know, purely it random that, it wasn't that she was the the you know this this one that that found an inner strength and all of that hmm. yeah she was strong enough to get away but it was circumstance as well and everything else and it's you know and i think that's what made that movie so real 100%. um you know where whereas you know when you've got when you've got a laurie strode which we have our opinions on that kind of just will not die and, and has this fight like people like that and root it. And, and, you know, we have Sydney who we get behind who we love, you know, and so I get it. But like, you know, that isn't real life. Real life is potluck and real life is what happened to the Sally character. And and I like that. But
0: yeah, I do but as yeah
1: well. she was reintroduced. And, and like I say, all of that is the negative. This movie um doesn't get too into that until the final third, really, does it? like you know it's mainly because we don't we, we see some like posters and stuff and it's like oh yeah there was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre that happened 50 years ago that remains unsolved then we get to the modern day and this new character of Leatherface which you know because it is a new character of Leatherface um could just be a a, a, a fan or, or a different person and like that would have been way better than this whole this is a like 90 year old man. Like people laughed about how old Michael Myers is and mm. they've just trumped it with this movie. 100%. But, but, like I said, all of that aside, the, you know, when we actually get reintroduced to Leatherface, we get the, you know, about 20 minutes in, we get, um, his, um, orphanage, you know, carer slash surrogate mother. Um, she's had like, what was it? Heart attack or something. Yeah. She's basically dying in the back of an ambulance. And when she, When she, like, you know, her falling ill is the catalyst for him to go off the rails again. When he goes off the rails, it is an incredibly brutal death scene. And then the movie just goes like balls to the wall for um, half an hour. And I think um, it has some incredible death scenes in it. But what it actually has more than anything, which which is something that, very few movies have actually been able to deliver for me personally for a while uh, is a suspenseful cat and mouse. Mm. It's something that we spoke about doing scream because the latest scream entry did it. The kind of shower scene slash mm. car ride home sequence um, was, was incredibly suspenseful. And we gave that applause I think this movie did it multiple times. I think there's the scene with the character in the crashed. It's not an ambulance. Is a police. Is it an ambulance or a police van? Either way, that is the, weird. Yeah, the emergency vehicle. Mm. Um, the scene of her like strapped in the car. I thought was incredibly suspenseful and incredibly well done. How they used the the angles of the wing mirrors and the angles of um. You know where is he? Is she going to get out? And how they played it, I, I I thought that scene was incredible. Um, really enjoyable, suspenseful scene. And then when we had our kind of we we kind of have dual leads, don't we? In the females, yeah. And I think it's Melody. Um, we have two sisters, um, Lila and Melody, I think. Um yeah. But Melody is like hiding in the uh, orphanage and, and under the bed and kind of in the room. And I thought that scene again was incredibly well done and incredibly suspenseful and. I I, I want to really, for me at least, I don't know how you feel about those two scenes. You can go into it in a second, but like for me, I want to just tip my hat that I found those two scenes really suspenseful and really well executed. And it's something that um, I, I, I haven't had often in horror movies in recent years, that level of suspense hmm. in, in a slasher. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I really enjoyed those. Um. Uh, and then, yeah, the actual, um, I've kind of gone quite deep into my thoughts. So I'm going to just, unload really and basically I yeah I I really liked probably up to about the the kind of hour mark really I kept sitting there pausing it being like man I'm really enjoying this movie and like I've kind of just ignored the dumb fact that he's like 100 (laughs) um and other than that like I was really enjoying it and digging it we got all of the characters on the bus and we got a very cringy 2022 Here's all the people holding up cameras. We literally like, about it last it. week. <laughs> like, yeah, like the worst. It like it angered me so much that I almost couldn't enjoy one of the most, like, what it, well, it is the most Leatherface chainsaw massacre like scene that we've ever had of Leatherface, where he's
0: literally just tearing up a bus full of people with a chainsaw. So, did, so did and, that annoy you then? The phones bit yeah so for me yeah. i loved it because coming off the back of last week when i thought it was done in a really pretentious we're trying to prove a point way i thought here it was completely it, ironic it, and piss-take-y. it made
1: sense it, it, it was ironic and piss takey but i think it was probably the fact of coming off the coming off the back of last week i was still like overly heightened to it it was definitely executed back better and it didn't like it didn't ruin it but i was certainly i was certainly like oh for fuck's sake really but i and did, then as a, soon I as did he, a bit of
0: an eye roll when i saw the cameras two. but the second the guy as was like if you two. do a move you're gonna get cancelled bro and then leatherface just kills him with the chainsaw yeah. i was like oh this yeah. is brilliant
1: <laughs> and and then suddenly he just annihilates like 50 people yeah. and and i was like oh this movie is great and like and then yeah not to go into fine and act but as soon as we get reintroduced to sally and we try to get this cohesion and and basically there's hardly anyone left at this point and it's just kind of like it it was it it didn't like it it wasn't dreadful but it certainly it was pretty bad like it it definitely was a was a lull considering the first hour that Mm. we got like the first hour i thought was a brilliant roller coaster ride of just like real gore, really great kills, but also great suspense, which I really wasn't expecting. And then, and then, yeah, the, the last twenty minutes weren't great, but, um, but yeah, like I can't believe how much I enjoyed the first hour of this movie.
0: Yeah, I think this is a fascinating film. I think that it's it's a film that I think your enjoyment purely depends on what sort of lens you view it under Mm. because Mm. i do think that this movie under any sort of serious scrutiny just completely falls apart and i think that that is the the problem of obviously doing a podcast like this is that we dive into things pretty deeply whereas sometimes there are movies like this which i honestly think aren't designed for that i think that as a movie this is seventy-five minutes long, and it's on Netflix. And I think its entire purpose is for someone to go, "Huh, they made a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie." You throw it on. Hope, hope he kills some people with a chainsaw. Yeah, and you throw <laughs> it on, and that's what you get. And then after, you know, after those seventy-five minutes, you go, "Huh, that's fun. Those are some really cool kills." And then you move on with your life. You don't dissect it. You don't think <laughs> about the history of Texas Chainsaw Massacre or anything like that. And I do think yeah, that... we don't
1: talk about the lineage of the movie titles five
0: minutes no exactly not <laughs> and so i think that it's this is where it's the difficult one um because i've gone like all over the shop, but ultimately i think this movie is ridiculously entertaining and was so much better than i thought in terms of just pure entertainment i think the story is like unbearably dog shit one of the worst i've ever seen i think the whole the idea that they are trying to just do this copy and paste terrible version of halloween 2018 which i already think is cringe. Um, and then you do it here where it's like it's completely undeserved. It doesn't even make sense to do it as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie for all the reasons you've just said. No one gives a shit about Sally. It actually adds to all of the problems in terms of why is this guy in his late 70s an absolute um, God, in terms of his yeah. physicality, his strength with a chainsaw, swimming underwater, flying through buses and windows and all this crazy shit that he does, which is like, I'm fine with it because it makes Leatherface ridiculously entertaining to watch on screen. Yes. But anytime you actually game. think about it, it's so dumb. And so this Ooh. is where like, it's such a difficult movie to even think about. And I will keep bringing up the most recent Halloween movies purposefully because I think that, um, when watching them i probably did have a different lens to a lot of other people and so i'm basically using the argument that a lot of people who defended those movies and really enjoyed them used which was kind of like you know it's a slasher yeah. you shouldn't really think about it too much it should just be about the fun kills and that's it and and if i think about this movie in that lens i had a great time with this movie um and i would also much rather watch this movie than either of the two recent halloween films um but mostly just because the runtime is so short and it's there's almost no waste of time um, and I also think that, yeah, the the new characters are dreadful across the board, hated every, every single character. one of them, like literally yeah. all of them. And thankfully, it, again, it makes sense within a slasher because I pretty much get to see all of them killed in really gr- like gruesome ways, which I found ridiculously satisfying. Like, I, I think we've said before that we're kind of past the point where just kills are, like, enough at this point. And, and whilst I still agree with that sentiment overall, this is, like, the first time... Like, watching Scream, there was no kills in that movie where I was, like energized by the kills if that makes sense where i was like yeah. really amped up whereas there was like free kills in this film which we will we'll probably talk spoilers because a few things i want to say about the ending yeah. so i'll go over the free specifically but like i like it got an audible reaction out of me where i was yeah. like cheering at the screen because i was like I fuck yeah this person was such a moron and i'm so glad leatherface just ripped them apart with his chainsaw like it was just there was so much satisfaction in that we talk about it with stuff like Willy's wonderland and stuff where if you if you can set up movie um, characters that are hateable in a movie that you know they are going to get destroyed that can work as long as you don't waste too much time and bog down the story and so that is where ultimately there are parts of the movie that are terrible because we know
1: almost nothing about these characters apart from they suck
0: no so exactly then when
1: they die we haven't wasted any time with them well
0: and that's the thing and so that's what I was going to say is that you do waste a bit of time because it's like we get a bit about the sisters that I don't care obviously Sally is the one where it's like They reintroduce her, the way she looks, the way she's kind of like... Just lived in this area for fifty years, ten yards away from this guy who's what six foot seven and three hundred and fifty pounds is mentally ill. You know, it's so well, easy to find this guy as well. Exactly, it's just you They're can't. Like, oh, again, it's
1: not the mechanic, it's not the other lady, it's <laughs> the six
0: foot <laughs> four guy, three hundred pounds. I'm a guy who perfectly matches the description of Leatherface. Um, but yeah, I haven't yeah. seen his face. so How are you going to catch a guy if you hadn't seen his face? Um, lovely really? they say that in the movie. <laughs> um, but. So this is where I find myself catching myself because I'm like, you're thinking about it too much. Yeah, <laughs> like you need yeah. to switch your brain off and just go, Oh, look at the pretty chainsaw v- eviscerating that really annoying person in the, in the coach. <laughs> and so yeah, it's just this movie is a complete clusterfuck, but I kind of loved it for it. And. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I had a great time watching this film. I I, I seriously did. It's probably bad. There's parts of this, this yeah. movie which are some of the shittest stuff I've ever seen. In in terms of story and characters, I could sit here for hours rinsing yeah. this movie because it's so unbearably bad. You know, this is like Halloween Kills level of like awful writing of characters where you're just like, it's, why it's are they probably like this? Worse. Yeah, It's probably worse.
1: Like, it, no, it is worse. It is. Let's, is. Let, let's not be harsh. It is worse. Like, I think the thing about it is. The thing that I find conflicting about this is, because again, the parallels to Halloween have to be drawn. The mm. way that Sally is, the way she's made to look, like with the long hair and everything, is <laughs> just hilarious. But the thing is, um, Halloween is to be taken seriously. It, it's It's a high level like you know uh, blockbuster movie that they want to be a franchise that they want people to take seriously they want laurie and the the strode family to be taken seriously and everything so when i didn't switch that switch off and just wanted to have dumb fun it it kind of you know it it, uh, uh, for me that's why because it felt like they were trying to make it serious and then when it was just oh okay well if you can enjoy it for the kills great but like with this it's weird because for the first hour it's literally saying just don't give a shit. Just have a great time with a load of crazy kills. And then they flick that switch on. And, and, and I just was like, now nah, that switch is gone. That's, that's like falling in a pool of blood at this point. So I'm just gonna have a great time. But like, I get it. Like if you then, if you turn that switch on and try to take it seriously, this movie's an a absolute train wreck, an absolute train wreck. But, I just never turned that switch on. I was just like, oh, okay. Leatherface is just going to wreck like everyone on screen and I'm going to really enjoy it. And and I did, but like, it's, that's why this one's weird because I feel like if they'd have just never gone there and never tried to put, basically put Sally's character in it, if they just never did that, even if they pretended that he was like an eight year old man that was sat in Texas and then suddenly snapped again, like, even that would have been okay but the fact that they did bring sally in and did all of this plot stuff is the bit that's so weird when they just tried to make a dumb fun movie for so long and and yeah. that's what i find conflicting and and that's why i can see the criticism that will you know rightly come into this movie but but yeah i just i personally just don't really have it because i had so much fun with the other stuff and and like i say it's funny and and i can I can almost, like, like I say, I can see why people were talking about the Halloween movie because if they got what I got from this movie, great, because cause, cause I got it from this movie and, and, like I say, I had a blast of just seeing kills that I've never seen Leatherface do before um, and and just really brutal stuff, you know, um, that, you know, like I say, we'll, we'll go into some of them because it really does have, like, uh, you know... Uh, a, a top 10 like kills f- yeah for, you know for for the year just in this movie if you're just talking about visceral on-screen satisfying kills it, it was it was great
0: well that's the other thing about the kills and again bringing it back to like the halloween comparison is that like for me the the level of excitement of seeing michael do cool shit on screen mm-hmm. did not outweigh the painfully long and shit conversations with awful characters. I think, again, back to Halloween Kills and how there was like 30 minutes in a bar yeah, with a I bunch of people who I hated, <laughs> and we didn't get to see Michael kill any of them. Whereas in this film, there is probably 5 to 10 minutes of scene. Again, this is a way shorter movie. It changes everything. Trust me. I know we talk about length all the time. This movie being 75 minutes rather than 105 minutes makes a huge fucking difference to my enjoyment of it. Mm. And then you can take into consideration all of the characters i hated i got to see him absolutely eviscerate and i absolutely loved it because i was like man i remember when this person was talking shit and they were acting poorly and their character sucked and now i just got to see their head cut off like that is incredibly satisfying
1: even then this movie doesn't start with a kill we it takes it takes about 20 minutes to get to the crash scene doesn't it Mm. about yeah it you know, so you think this is a seventy-five-minute movie where twenty minutes of it is filled with terrible characters having pretty bad dialogue, but mm. I, st- I still wasn't fully switched off. Like I was still in the journey. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and then when we got the crash, it was then forty minutes of insanity, and then and then then the finale. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so. Um, you know there are a lot of movies that can't keep my interest for twenty minutes when I know it's a slasher movie and I haven't had a kill you know so so it it did something <laughs> i do I think mean? that they
0: they did do a good job of. Making sure Leather, Leatherface was a presence, even yeah. though he wasn't truly Leatherface at that point. Yeah. I think he was constantly being talked about through the archive stuff. There's, like, the documentary that she's looking at in the yeah, gas station.
1: Yeah, and and all manner of stuff.
0: And so you're kind of – you're building towards that. And then, obviously, when you see, like, his shadow at the top of the stairs for the first time, and you're like, oh, shit, there he is, and you're kind of waiting for things to happen. I do think they do a good job. Like the, So the scene when they kind of rock up at the gas station, which um, I did find interesting because – it didn't go the way I wanted, but it did ultimately actually have a really cool payback later on in the film, which was I immediately clocked that they had an electric car. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Because that's a really nice twist on what is always the setup of these movies where it's someone trying to get gas, especially, especially when they're like,
1: oh, it's an electric car in Texas. Yeah. Like in this, like, like, where you're, in, where you could be away from a power source.
0: Well, that's the thing. So I'm like, immediately I'm like, oh, okay, they're changing the game here where they're not going to come and get gas they're going to be asking like hey have you got a charging station and there's going to be this you know hick guy who's going to be a stereotype who's going to be like oh i don't even know what that is and then maybe the batteries are going to be running low and that's going to be a situation it doesn't really go that way but the way they tie in with like the autopilot stuff in the finale was great i was like oh okay like they've actually given a reason why there was an electric car um and i thought it made that final image of the movie really satisfying so we can maybe go into that a bit more but i i i loved the ending personally i thought the ending was great um like i didn't see it coming as well Ridiculous, yeah but, we'll, we'll but, get into yeah. it because I, I definitely think we're we're at spoilers and obviously this is on netflix yeah. but yeah as far as recommendations go what would you say about this one oh
1: christ i don't even know like because because for me i loved it in terms of just i, I think basically if if you want to just watch a crazy slasher movie with and just have a joyride and just just don't think about plot definitely watch it mm-hmm. if you and like when we talk about like um you know for a horror party to just have one in the background, like you're not going to get better than this just to look up and see yeah. like it just has a 40 minute montage of Leatherface doing amazing shit mm. um so for that alone, like I think it should be checked out by people that that like slasher movies but but just don't criticize us when if you look at it and get caught up in the plot because <laughs> it, the the plot is atrocious.
0: I completely agree. And I would say I would definitely recommend this if you have Netflix. Mm. I think it's worth checking Mm. out. It has one of the worst stories and characters I've seen for a long time. That being said, it's in spite of that. It's it's so weird, isn't it? It's in spite of that as someone who, you know, I talk about story and characters all the time. I really enjoyed this movie, and so ultimately, yeah. it almost shows that we're probably downplaying the stuff that this movie does really well, which is honestly some of the best has ever looked in a film. Like, certainly for 20 years, easily. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's impressive, because I've watched Leatherface and all these other shitty spin-offs, where I couldn't even tell you one memorable scene, one memorable kill of Leatherface. I was like, oh, they just made another boring, one of these crappy films. And... Well, Oh, I,
1: remember, it, I remember, It's genuinely great
0: eagles. this movie. Some of the some of Fun. the scenes, like I, I just couldn't get over how many different. Like say sequences of Leatherface being a badass, like, and ultimately we've said that time and time again. If you're going to make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in twenty, uh, you know, film in 2022, it's like, well, what really can you achieve? Like, what is the the ceiling for a movie? Is it going to be movie of the year? Probably not. With the amount of great creators we have, such well written movies with amazing actors, it's probably not going to be one of the best horror movies. So why not just make a very short, very entertaining movie where the, where Leatherface just fucks shit up? For most of the movie, so I'm I'm more than happy with that. If that's what we get, and I would I would take that in a heartbeat. In like most of these other slashes, like I would take a Friday the Thirteenth movie like this at this point.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, what I was going to say was that like so many of the sequels in the past have teased like oh God, I think it was the fourth one that had Matthew McConaughey in, yeah. which is also hilarious um that i remember like seeing the trailer for that on like a dvd <laughs> the, and and then being like just showing the chainsaw constantly like coming out of the water and like all of these things and it's like and it was almost i think it was like referencing like you've seen freddy you've seen jason now the sorest family and like showed the saw and that i don't think he used a chainsaw in that movie <laughs> like when i watched it and i was like you haven't given me what you put on the front cover of this box I was like, "Geez," it was like this weird love story and all these different things. Because I think it's got like Renee Zellweger in or something as well. Like it's got mm. someone like that or Reese Witherspoon. She's a, she, no, she's like Renee's
0: that. definitely in one of them. I think she's in the third one.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, well, it's that one, and I'm with Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Um, they, they, like, is they have two like crazy big name actors, in it. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, like it, it didn't deliver on what it promised. This movie delivers on what Leatherface has promised for years, which is. Leatherface killing people with a chainsaw, like that's what we want. If you know, if you're if you're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacres for the past nearly fifty years, you you want to see Leatherface kill people with a chainsaw, and he kills a busload of them in this movie. Yeah, literally.
0: For sure, and I th- I do think as well. Just as a final thing before we go into spoilers, because I don't want to be hypocritical if you kind of like well why didn't you talk about this like halloween i i just didn't get that from halloween like even when i went into 2018 i didn't have that lens but watching the recent you know kills i was like well do you know what if we get a movie that's on that quality and it is just him doing a bunch of kills i'm gonna have an all right time with it i didn't remotely get that from film even now i'm like I can't even remember... I can only remember one kill from Halloween Kills, which was the dreadful final kill in the house, which was really dumb. Like, that's genuinely the only kill I can remember. And it's like that's bad yeah. that I can't I can't remember any of the kills, um, and I'm sure there are some. But I personally thought people were overrating the kills in that movie anyway. Even though I do get that, well, that was the one thing that people went on to, I still thought that was yeah, not as good as everyone again, else.
1: Again, not to go back into it when when I read that article about the kill count, yeah, and it
0: said that there was something like
1: forty two kills in it or something. Yeah, wasn't well, like, like thirty one of maybe,
0: those the firefighters that you didn't even see?
1: Yeah, I was going to say I think like three quarters <laughs> of them were off screen, but um i yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna go into our spoiler talk now. Yeah. I was gonna bring up something else, but we can at least throw up the spoiler warning now. Yeah. Um non-spoilery, I was just gonna briefly say as well that I I liked the way Leatherface looked as well. I don't know how you feel about this, but like I I like this kind of the fact that he's got this fresh face that he's put on. Like it just it looked disgusting. Mm. And it looked, you know, like I kind of do you know what I mean, like with again, like I, I like when we've seen Michael Myers in like Rob Zombie's Halloween, like bringing out a mask from thirty years ago that looks like shit and it's been like, you know, f- flea ridden and, and moth ridden for like thirty years. And like, I wasn't sure whether we were going to get that in this, where he's like got a mask that's nearly fifty years old. But like a face mask from, for fifty years would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Whereas like him putting this fresh face on just looked really terrifying and and again like reminded me of the the skin in that were in the Rob Zombie movies where they've you know they've worn faces in those movies in recent years and they look crazy and like i thought this looked very good and i i, I like the way he looked in this movie
0: got some great suction on it because he just puts it on mm. and it just stays there for the rest of the movie and he's swimming underwater yeah. he's doing all sorts of crazy shit it just stays there it's... it's all good i
1: mean you know if when you know when it fits it fits you know like
0: <laughs> yes, a glove for sure um as far as he looks i i I don't know. I did hate it. I definitely think there's something that's a bit like it's not instantly Leatherface. Even looking at the No, it, it, it's not.
1: It's not. I'm kind of I like,
0: yeah, it. It's, it's it looks like other films we've seen where it's like that. What was that? Scary stories had some character that kind of looked like this character. And there's just a couple of other <sighs> movies where it's like this it's very not wide. Gonna like it,
1: but it's like those guys from Walking Dead which i've
0: i did i stopped watching it at that point <laughs> yeah the,
1: the ones yeah the ones that that wear the um yeah i've, you, I've heard you
0: reference it i've literally never mm. seen an image of it um yeah it,
1: it, they kind of look like that he looks
0: like one of the clowns as well from he's it's, it's got Ooh. such a clown like because it's this big nose and like sad well, it's face. The droopy
1: face isn't it it's the droopy mouth yeah
0: i don't know if it's the clowns from uh, hell house llc it might be one of those in the Maybe. in the basement but yeah it's it's weird it don't look like leatherface but i did no. quite like it a, um yeah if you Still of it,
1: I wouldn't be like, oh, that's Leatherface. Yeah, but I
0: still enjoy it. It's so it is easy. weird. I do think ultimately it gives this movie a different flavor because I'm like, well, mm. we've seen them try and copy and paste the same look for so long. But I'm I'm totally down with you taking a few liberties with it at this point. To be honest, like I do think you you're allowed to do that. I'm not someone who's like he has yeah. to look exactly because again, it's it's well, just so ridiculous. Michael
1: Myers or Scream. No, you know what I mean like if you if you make a Scream movie without Ghostface, if Michael Myers doesn't don the mask like that feels wrong leather face you don't have to be precious with so I think they made a good choice with if you're going to change one of these guys you know he's one that you can change and I liked it
0: yeah, I think obviously in full spoiler territory now. One thing that, yeah. and, and again, this is kind of picking it a little bit more, a bit more in depth than we probably have previously. Like, and how we might, this, we probably should. <laughs> and how this movie could have honestly been one that I loved and probably would have been championed for a best of list. And who knows? Because I did enjoy this ultimately a lot, even though I think it's just it's so there's so many parts of this that are just so painfully bad. It's like I'm so goddamn torn on it. um But yeah. I think that because the thing is, we're talking about how much they nailed Leatherface, they nailed the kills, all of that stuff. I think it's, it looks quite nice. But it's like, I, why couldn't this have just been, like, set five years after the original movie and just gone from that isn't... point? Because the whole concept of trying to halloween fire is, is so unbearably shit and turns me off the movie. Because I'm like, this doesn't need to be set 50 years later. It's only for the purpose of bringing in this Sally character who doesn't even feel like Sally at all. It's so dumb Sorry. that she's been living so close to the situation and has created no leads during 50 years. But then she rocks up in the movie. Terrible acting, terrible character. She has these like really she cringy works. lines. One of which is hilarious, where she's like, "Don't you remember me? Say my name. I'm Sally." And I'm kind of sitting there as a viewer, like Leatherface. So I'm like, "I don't fucking know you, bitch!" Like, I don't well, know kind who you of are. love
1: it. When i did kind of love that when she's like you don't remember me do you i'm like no
0: one does yeah Sally. i love that like no there was such her, a Sally. weird ironicness to that Ooh. part of the film um but then we get the confrontation which i'm waiting to be cringeworthy and he just absolutely ruins her right off the yeah. bat and <laughs> i stood up and was applauding honestly when he just when he, it from when his he impaled her oh yeah it was so good and it was a bit shocking it was really shocking because I was fully expecting now I was like because they killed off a lot of the main characters obviously other than the two sisters and so I was like okay this is probably going to be a battle between Sally and Leatherface for the next 15 minutes and I'm like I'm going to have to hope that it's as good as the previous kills even though the body count suddenly going to dry up and I think that the fact that he just rams her and kills her was awesome it was taken away very slightly because she didn't die straight away the fact that she kind of like took those pot shots when she's like, you know, sitting in the bins or whatever and makes Liverface run away. I was so angry because I was like, mm-hmm. someone earlier in the car scene, which you talked about, he stabs her in the stomach with a knife and yeah. she dies instantly. And yeah. this person gets full on lifted in the air. She's a woman in her 70s, lifted in the air with a chainsaw in her stomach with, with a this ribbon that's literally like ripping yeah. her in half, then thrown like 20 feet into an alleyway. And she still has the hair with all to lift up a rifle and shoot well, someone in the shoulder from like 30 meters away. It's just so dumb.
1: It breaks the rules that this movie made, yeah. where, where, where this movie tells you people are made of glass. Mm. Because cause this, is, this is another thing. When we watch when you watch movies like the human anatomy, you have to figure out the rules of the movie you're watching. Yeah. Like there are certain, I can't remember what we watched a movie like a while, you know, at some point <laughs> in the past, where we were saying how the rules of this is, is that pretty much everyone's invincible mm. and like, it takes a lot to kill someone. And so, so people are going to be stabbed like eight times and live, but, but everyone's the same. And like this, everyone's made of glass. So like the bus scene, if you get like your hand cut off, you die within five seconds. Like yeah. in this world. Um, but for some reason, yeah, then Sally doesn't and like yeah, if she'd have just been like gored with the chainsaw and then chucked into the trash, it kind of would have been a little bit of irony that kinda of served well. Oh dude um, I, would have,
0: I honestly would have loved this so much because yeah then it hmm. would have felt more ironic and very anti-halloween of like oh you yeah. think we're building up this heroin and they kind of did yeah. it that's why it's like i'm giving them credit for it because ultimately she did get ruined and she died and then she's barely yeah. in the movie which i was so thankful for it's just that one extra scene like it just took a wave because yeah. I, like i was applauding that sequence and then i felt conned, because I was like, oh, no. And then, ultimately, the rest of the movie's fine, um, but it was just a little... I, it's just a shame, man, that there was that little moment. But I agree with you that, like... I love that they set up that everyone's made a glass in this film because yeah. that's what I want in this film. I want yeah. all of these douchebags that show up. Yeah, to this I, don't want, I don't want Sydney Prescott and Gale. No, I don't is, want like, any of these I, I to be will... strong or hardcore yeah. or anything. I want them to all just be made of glass and just chainsaws ripping limbs off here and there. And it's just, yeah, that coach sequence was awesome. It had one of my free kills the, obviously that was one of them, the Sally. The other one was the girl when she's climbing out of the coach and he just like oh, ch- literally chops her, in, her half. in half with a chainsaw and you see yeah. her top half fall out of the coach i was like that's we've just been wanting to see that from leatherface for so long for him to just literally cut someone in half with a chainsaw which was just fantastic the the
1: first kill was one of my favorite kills in in the ambulance yeah or whatever it is where he grabs the arm of like the, the emergency worker and like they look at each other for like a second and you're like is he gonna like go go nuts at him, and he just breaks his arm arm in half, so the bones are sticking out? And I was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" But then he gets the arm and just jabs it into his head, <laughs> like the bones into his head, like being killed with your own protruding bones is a pretty pretty gnarly way to die. Yeah, that um, was good, and yeah, and, and the fact that that was the first kill of the movie kind of set the bar quite high. Um, I, there was a couple of things I wanted to touch on with you. One was, like, imagine if someone had said to you, going into this movie, they've just tried to turn uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre into recent Halloween, Mm. and, like, we would have been so salty and, like, annoyed. Well, I, well the thing is, um, I had seen a
0: couple of things where it was, like, Sally returns oh, to battle yeah. Leatherface and stuff. So I, I had a, an inkling going in. Yeah. And so I was very worried. And it's kind of why I wasn't very hyped for this, to be honest with you. And Ooh. so, like, yeah, now coming out of it and seeing... A, how little she was in the movie, and B, the fact that she just got absolutely royally wrecked by Leatherface, I'm so thankful for that. Because, yeah, if this would have been them neck and neck and having this long, drawn-out thing, and, oh, she's got the chainsaw, and now she's cut his finger off, and they're crawling through this house.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: just like, oh, and is he dead? Who knows? There's going to be 20 more sequels. Like, it just... There's a level of definitiveness to to the actions in this movie that I really respect. And, again, like, the ending... When we have the two sisters in the self-driving electric car... (laughs) <laughs> and and you're like, I like the, it. Genuinely made me jump when he just fucking pulls her out the window, yeah. and then the girl's screaming because her the off. autopilot's taking it, and he just lops her head off. And she was, yeah, I wasn't she that. was so annoying that character as well. And yeah. so like to see her head get, get cut off, I'm telling you, the level of catharsis I had in that moment was unlike anything I felt in a horror movie for a very well, long time. It was
1: one of them where you were like, oh fuck, they both survived. Yeah, and like you know because because Leatherface, you know. Uh, you know the again going back to like a ghost face is always been a regular human being but he has a pretty high he's not made of glass like he he needs to be killed about eight times in order to die but but he's always been a human whereas michael myers has always been like a level of supernatural and then jason has always been full supernatural like leatherface has pretty much been reasonably human especially obviously the original very much so um but he becomes superhuman because of you know what he does in the final parts of this movie but it was just so satisfying to see him come back and lop a head off i just mm. didn't care
0: <laughs> Well, ultimately as well we're, we're so past that point now we're 50 years later like these mm. characters are legends at this point like they're all superhuman so it's like you can't yeah. you can't make a grounded version of these characters anymore it just doesn't play so like you no. you need to lean into it and that's ultimately what i think this did of like the, there's two moments where this movie I would have adored. It Had she not fired that rifle and would have just been wrecked and they never even... Cared to reference her for the rest of the movie it was just like yep mm-hmm. sally's dead who cares would have loved that the next best thing would have been the self-driving car the, the the battery runs out and she's just left yeah. there leatherface just fucking running toward her. towards her and just lops her head off as well kill yeah. every single person have leatherface be the only survivor i'd have been like 10 out of 10 movie of the year <laughs> <laughs> yeah because ultimately i would, I would like one. To have
1: been like 31 yeah. So so the car runs out of battery, <laughs> and he just revs to the chainsaw, oh, yeah, and yeah. she's like looking, and then the movie ends. Probably what ends. you that's what, could what get away
0: thinking. with because you're like you're not getting the full like nihilistic yeah, exactly. bad guy you know wins ending. Um. um
1: but the other thing I, I wanted to just ask you about as well: How did you feel about the the kind of survivor of a high school shooting kind of subplot of 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 our lead kind of as as a thing like?
0: I I found it really yeah. interesting because it's something that I've been pushing for for the longest time. Yeah, where like I have said time it's and a time subject again, they're
1: so rarely touched. Yeah,
0: and I keep saying like it's so rife for a horror movie because it's something that happens in the modern age that we all find extremely uncomfortable, and therefore that is the perfect plot for a horror film. And we've seen like small moments like in American Horror Story when they yeah, did it in season three, one; yeah. it was so good. And like we need to explore things that make us uncomfortable um, because it's the mm. reality of life. And so I want to see more horror movies. Uh, do that so when I first saw her with the bullet wound and she kind of has this like weird relationship with guns I was like oh this could be interesting it just isn't like nothing about that is interesting with her journey it never has any cool paybacks I feel like it's just thrown in there as like a, oh yeah what if she's a survivor of a school shoot and like there's so much again I didn't want this movie to handle it unfortunately because there's so <laughs> much that you could do with that premise that I want to see a whole movie dedicated to that because it could be fascinating if it was with a good story and good characters guess what this movie doesn't I know. have either
1: <laughs> and that's what that's, that's how i was where i was like oh if this was like a slasher movie mm. where you're already a final girl of a of a shooting mm. and like dealing with that and then being thrown into this situation again like the mental trauma have been great in Scream. Um, that would have made
0: perfect sense yeah
1: yeah and like you know times where she could have picked up the gun and and got you know and, and attacked the killer mm. but genuinely has a phobia of guns because of this traumatic event like that would have been great mm. and then and and i was like ah oh, they've touched upon something that i would love to see in the worst movie possible <laughs> to give it to me yeah because because she has that whole move moment earlier in the film where she kind of play has the gun and like freaks out pulling the trigger but ultimately in the final act she is like coming out with one-liners mm. while shooting him yeah she just becomes t so,
0: sarah connor at that point like
1: yeah like you know because there was the whole moment when sally gives her the gun and she has like this moment where it's like do i confront him with the gun or do i not mm-hmm. and it was like you're trying to have that as the pivotal moment but then yeah she she becomes an action hero saying these one-liners and it's was like that character's never going to be that and also yeah it cannot be understated how bad every single one of these characters are yeah um it's just that when you have a movie of 13 terrible characters where 12 of them get killed in the most satisfying way Mm. you you kind of you kind of accept
0: it (laughs) oh that's 100 percent the thing and that's kind of like the last (laughs) positive thing i want to end on really is like i I will take that in a modern day slasher movie because ultimately Mm. we've seen them where there's so many characters you don't get to see the satisfying kills and it's like yeah these characters are dreadful but some of them are dreadful I think purposefully like the kind of the, yeah. the cannon fodder the people in the coach whereas like they're not they're not <laughs> the characters they're just there because they're super annoying and you get to see them wrecked and that's great whereas ultimately obviously like the sisters yeah. and Sally they are trying to make them characters and they're just awful and so it's like well I got to see all of them except one killed and I can pretend that her car broke down and Leatherface lopped her head off before he went back to his little house so like she I'm won't get in no, I'll pretend that that's what happened um, and, and really enjoy I'm the least awful of all of the characters probably barely like barely yeah I, I, I probably agree but i really wanted to see her die because like again going into these movies <laughs> it's like the they need to yeah. they know what yeah, the, the hero people want. Face. yeah and so it's like you're never going to create compelling characters out of thin air because you're ultimately just not very talented at writing either. Again, it's,
1: it's what rob zombie taught everyone with devil's rejects you know root for the villains and just just let the wi- villains win
0: Yeah, but he can create compelling
1: characters on either side, whereas, like, this is just... Yeah, 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 but do you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're we're in a world now where where we're we're used to rooting for the villains because the villains have become iconic, and there are very few, um, you you know, surviving characters. I don't even want to say final girls. Mm. It's just characters that have survived horror movies, the span franchises yeah you know it's very rare to have a laurie strode in a franchise so don't try to create them you know that's the
0: thing it's fine when they Um, make sense but like i say with this movie it's called texas chainsaw massacre the tagline is the face of madness returns the poster is leatherface like people want to see leatherface wreck annoying idiots he did that for like most of the movie and in really satisfying ways so i can't be angry at that at all even Mm -hmm. though fundamentally like there are so many things about this movie that are just got awful but like it really is for me outweighed because when I think in six months when we think back to this I'm not going to be worrying about the the Sally and the and the, mm. isn't it weird that this is 50 years later and Leatherface is running around like a superhuman in his mid-70s. I'm just going to be like, oh, I remember when he when he lopped that annoying girl's head off at the end. That was fantastic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I
1: remember when he killed like 30 people and I couldn't even like absorb the kills because they were happening so quick.
0: Yeah, I want to watch that scene again. That was great. Mm. Yeah, I do. But yeah, that was such a, that was I think one of the most unique films we've honestly talked about in like the last six yeah. years because <laughs> I've, really I've never is. felt this way about a movie i don't think where i'm like yeah if you think this movie is god awful i will not disagree with you in the slightest but all i know is I had a blast with it um mm-hmm. the one thing I, uh, before we obviously end is we did actually have some comments on twitter about this one because obviously a lot of people check this one out on netflix over the weekend um pretty split to say the least which honestly doesn't surprise <laughs> me in the least <laughs> given this film yeah. um so yeah, we had one um from chrissy who says i quite enjoyed it even if it was a bit predictable still a good franchise um we then have one from pete who says it's horrendous did not like it at all um we then had one from kyle who says i thought the plot was absolutely terrible but i still had a lot of fun enjoyed it a lot it gave me texas it gave me chainsaw and it gave me massacre um i mean i think you've hit the nail on the head there kyle i completely agree i Um, I
1: think i think that's the the sum up right there yeah
0: for sure um and then uh, Carl says, uh saw it the weekend, it made no sense. The authorities had no idea who he was, even though he lived on a farm with his family. And what happened to all of them? Character decisions were silly too, so there wasn't any tension. Um, yeah, I mean, if you try and pick this movie but, apart, it's not gonna hold up to any sort of scrutiny. He was wearing a mask. How are you meant to know who he is if he's wearing <laughs> it, a mask? They answered this question they, they in the first scene question. of the film. Yeah. You clearly weren't paying yeah. attention.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect way to end this uh, conversation. Uh, 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 that was our discussion on uh... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. So yeah that is pretty much it for another week um it was oh, I nice love, i love enjoying bad movies
1: <laughs> it's my favorite this We've is where we're two at
0: weeks is, have we
1: <laughs> yeah was it oh no wait was it no we didn't do craven was it craven last week no it was classic about. horror no, story no it was classic horror story I'm t- i was thinking about craven I was like, I've just enjoyed bad movies.
0: <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you definitely great. enjoyed Deadly Friend a lot more than I did. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it to this level. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I knew it was a
1: terrible movie, but I was gonna still enjoy it. Whereas this was a movie that I am not far away from trying to champion with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like, uh, like I, I, I can't help it. Yeah, there, there are two very different things, but I'm just enjoying having fun watching movies that really should be really terrible
0: well it's lucky we have a category for best kill because uh this one is certainly going to be i mean it's the front runner right now um so uh but one thing i will say just before we end will we get a clean sweep oh god i don't think we'll ever see it's a clean happen. sweep i just think there's so many great kills in movies like i don't even think oh, yeah. we've seen no we have seen two because i remember i won't say the movie because it's a bit spoilery but um <laughs> you, you probably know the one i'm talking about uh, yeah. um but uh one thing i will say because you mentioned wes craven obviously we'll probably be returning to craven very shortly <laughs> in the probably. coming weeks maybe next week who knows i kind of want to see uh, serpent and a rainbow because i just have no idea what it's about um I mean, yeah. but like the more I think about Deadly Friend, the more I'm like, that movie's not good. No, it's really bad. <laughs> and so we're obviously not going to do it now because this isn't a ranking wiz Craven episode. But I think we might need to move that down a place on the list because... That is not better than Deadly Blessing. (laughs) It's just not. Like I I know we might have enjoyed it more, but like it's not a film. It's such a and also I like giving it last place because I don't think you can blame West for it. It was just completely butchered by other people. So Uh, we might have to reopen that for uh, consideration because that is not a good film.
1: (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, I mean it's not a good film, but it's just like sometimes do you watch a film at a time in a place where you have a good time? Mm. And even though, you know, it's bad, you know,
0: um... that's lucky why we can reopen the list in future weeks.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like when, when we fester on it a bit, like I still don't know where I lie with it. Like, but yeah, it's, it's having a a fun time with a bad movie can sometimes be better than watching a good movie that just doesn't land with you.
0: Yeah. Or just an okay movie. That's kind of boring. Um...
1: Yeah. Like a well-made movie. That's boring is less enjoyable than a bad movie that you just somehow had fun with because you just found it so
0: outrageous. Oh yeah. That's why we got swamp thing above uh, deadly blessing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, um, I, I think I don't want to trigger you, but I (laughs) I might, I might just have to Where like, you know, people can watch PG and be like, that's just dumb. Like it's so stupid and makes no sense. And like, but it was, it was, you know, our, like one of our best movies of the year last year and it's a movie that we talk about almost every week because we just had a fucking blast and like don't don't get me wrong it doesn't deserve to be drawn in comparison to that with us but i'm just i'm saying that you know you can watch a movie and be like that's just dumb and like not enjoy it and fine but you can also just like enjoy a movie and, you know, have a blast with it.
0: All I'm going to say about this blasphemy of uh, one of the best <laughs> films we've ever covered is that I'm glad you mentioned PG this week, because for people that are keep keeping note, we probably mention it every week. And so you can add yeah, this to I the telly, but bad. this week I didn't mention it. So uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: like at, at times, like you can see why people can can take a swerve one way and the same for taking it another way.
0: Oh, of course, and I do think, yeah, like you say, it's it's rarer in newer films because that normally doesn't happen mm. to us. Like we like Microwave Massacre is a perfect example of like it's oh yeah so unbearably bad, bad and like I love it so much and I I recommend it all the time and it's so awful and I love it for how awful it, it is. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's and so I love it, bad. Like, I don't know yeah. how you you. It's like you couldn't create a movie that bad. I mean, it's like Troll Two. Like I just love Troll Two so much. You couldn't make a movie that bad if you were trying. It only happens. But- accidentally when you're trying to make a great film
1: but obviously like Troll 2 has like this following behind it Mm. and I I know there is a very small following but I feel like Microwave Massacre was a movie that was dude. to speak so perfectly to us
0: I don't think there's a community for Microwave Massacre at all like I've tried to find it it was just you got it from Arrow because the cover looked crazy and then we watched it and was like this is magic we need to share this with the world
1: but but i think it speaks so personally to just little things that we found that we've seen like <laughs> <laughs> just 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 you know do you know what i mean it was just this perfect li- lightning in a bottle for us yeah. whereas some like troll 2 has has a a massive cult following even though it's awful oh yeah
0: 100% um but yeah obviously in the coming weeks, it's, it's again, it's, it's what we keep saying. We're in a weird spot where there are like uh, loads of horror movies floating around at the minute, um, and right. it's just whether or not we can actually see them. Because there's like a few. There's like this British horror movie called The Cursed, which seems to be yeah. in the states, but just isn't out over here for What's whatever reason. So and it's like, and that gets me worried for like a lot of these other, you know, A24 Ooh. ones we keep talking about. Because like, yeah. t- you know, X is supposed to be out what sometime next month, mid March, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like I've yeah, not, not seen in the, way of the UK. Yeah, yeah I've it's not huge. seen a peep of that yet yeah and so mm-hmm. it gets me worried man because there are so many movies i want to see and it's just like just let just let us see them god damn it um so yeah there is a few that have come out on demand there's always netflix there's always wes craven so uh, we'll we'll figure out something but this was this was fun actually a new movie that people were hyped to see and like a lot of people saw this on netflix so um mm-hmm. hopefully people enjoyed our discussion i really did i thought that was a blast talking about that I had really, a great time talking really, about really dumb one. but really enjoyable film and sometimes that's all you need isn't it so we need there'll be plenty of uh serious weeks where we talk about two hour long movies that just look at gorgeous Icelandic mountain ranges. um so yeah. look forward to those i'm sure in the coming weeks um <laughs> but yeah that was episode number uh 286 where we discussed texas chainsaw massacre uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone
1: Anyway, shut up. I can't, mainly because I never could. how could I start now? Honey, I'm down. Not that I need ya. Look at me now.